And so, you know, I'm 19. I'm always trying to tell my dad, I'm like, come on, let's do it. Let's go. Let's, we can do it. My idea is we're going to roll up in, in the, in the, the truck. He had like an Isuzu trooper. I was going to jump out, wielding my shotgun <laughs> and just start blazing away. That was the master plan. So my dad goes flying down this road, hits on the brakes. Hey guys, I'm Jordan Fromer. I believe in hunting hard, hunting smart, and having a fun time while doing it. And shooting limits? Well, that's just the icing on the cake. I revel in the journey just as much as the successes it brings. From ducks to dogs to decoys and guns, we'll be talking tactics, strategies, and what it takes to get the job done. Load up and take aim. This is the Duck Gun Podcast. What's going on, guys? And thanks for joining me on another episode of the Duck Gun Podcast. Uh, originally today, we were supposed to be having Dr. Duck on, so that's why you hear us talking about um, when he's going to show up and all that kind of stuff. But unfortunately, um, he had some stuff come up with his baseball team, so wasn't able to get on right away. Um, but don't worry, we'll have him on the podcast upload next week. So... On this episode, we're able to dive into a lot of different topics. We talk about the future of the podcast, and we talk about our upcoming guest list, which is pretty cool. Um, And we talk about some funny stories. We talk about our turkey seasons prior and the one coming up here shortly, and also the Facebook group that we got planned and what our plans are for that. So anyways, guys, let's jump right into the podcast and get this thing rolling. It happens, man. Yeah. Technology. Not fun, not fun. So while we wait, what is what is our? Um, do we have an overarching theme tonight? Uh, yeah, we're gonna be talking about scouting. Um, that's kind of what we had planned the first time around, and uh, um, he wasn't able to to make it. So this time, he's here shortly, and uh, we'll be talking about scouting. So is he gonna? How's he gonna contact you? How's that gonna go down? Um, I'm messaging him him on uh, Google Hangouts. So once he's on, then I'll just add him to this video call we got going. Okay. Yep. And uh, then we'll be able to start with the main podcast. So um, for those of you that don't know who Dr. Dunk is, Jordan, you want to give just a little bit of background? Because I don't know. I don't know how many people know who he is. (laughs) All right, yeah. Um, Dr. Duck is um, a duck hunter, obviously, from, uh, uh, I believe it's Texas. Is um, well, He hunt, he hunts all, all over the place, but um, I think he hunts in Arkansas as well, but he's from Texas, and um, he kind of, at least where I heard about him, was he did some feature films with uh, Yeti and Sitka, and he did one last year um, called, or I think that was two years ago, called Dr. Duck. And then this previous season, he did one um, that was called Duck Trip. And, uh, yeah, so um, that's pr- I think that's where he gets his claim from fame. I know he's been hunting forever, been doing social media for a while. And, uh, yeah, um, so, yeah, pretty cool guy. Got an yeah, awesome beard. The first time I ever heard about him was the Dr. Duck video. And I bl- I'm pretty sure that one was filmed in Arkansas. Because, and I want to ask him about this, but you know, down there they've got some areas where you can't enter the marsh until a certain time. So on opening day, all the boats get lined up and then it's just like a race. And uh, I'm pretty sure, I, I couldn't find that video, but I'm pretty sure that that first Dr. Duck video involved that. Am I mistaken? 
Um, yeah, I think at least it was in flooded timber. I'm not sure if it was Arkansas or if they have flooded timber in some of the um, northeastern parts of Texas. But, um, yeah, it's definitely a timber hunt. And, uh, you know, one of the – well, I think – yeah, Dr. Duck – no, no, we're thinking of a different video. Yeah. Um, He has another video filmed in flooded timber. I think Dr. Duck was just in a marsh. Okay. Yeah. I think – I think the one you're thinking of is called like 25 horses or something like that. And they talk a lot about the boats and how people uh, rig them up to get out to the spot faster. Is he involved in that video? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. But his, their, their trip video, what's that one called? It's duck trip. Yeah. It's just duck trip. That isn't, that is a really, the harsh weather makes that video so entertaining. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and then just the travel and, uh, you know, unique places they get to go um, along the way was pretty cool. So, guys, this is the first time that we've had the Duck Gun podcast here on Freelance Duck Hunting. So, those of you that aren't aware of it, let me tell you what's going on. Jordan and I have teamed up. Well, Jordan started a podcast and called it Duck Gun Podcast. And I thought they were wildly entertaining. So, um, I was a guest on one of the first few and I was there every week. And so Jordan and I got talking, we decided to kind of just combine forces and um, do this Duck Gun podcast together. So you can listen to all the ones we've done so, and all the ones that we do on um, iTunes, Google Play, and you can listen to them in your car or whatever. So we're trying to have um, every Tuesday at six o'clock, we're going to have these podcasts. And then again, if you miss them, they'll be on iTunes. And I personally, if I was consuming these, I would do it in the car. Um, I would probably, cause it's a long time. Most people don't hang out for an entire hour. So I, I would say definitely look for those, but every single Tuesday at six o'clock central, um, we're going to re- alternate between the duck gun chronicles, uh, YouTube channel and freelance channel to host these. So make sure that you subscribe to duck Hunt chronicles, duck gun chronicles, if you want to get notifications of them. So we're going to do, um, four every month, two times we're going to have guests. And then two times we're just going to do kind of open forum. Not quite sure what we're going to talk about. But this is actually the eighth episode of Duck Gun Chronicles. I'm sorry, of Duck Gun Podcast. So if you want to get caught up, I know, um, let's see, the guests, you had Flair on there one time. You had someone in Wisconsin, uh, Mid-Valley Mercenaries. Am I missing anyone? Oh, we um, have. Who did we have last week? A Passion of Pursuit, yeah. Uh, did you say Virginia? Outdoors Unlimited. Right, the first one, Virginia Outdoors. So if you guys are wanting to fill your off-season time, and once we get rolling in season, we're still going to be doing these too, make sure that you check these out on the podcast um, when you're driving or whatever because I think the content is um, worth it. I went back just yesterday and listened to one just while I was doing work on some stuff on my computer just to kind of hear how it sounded and everything, and I was happy with it. I thought the sound quality was pretty good and – um, I was happy with how it came across on iTunes is where I listen where I listen to it. Yep. And, and we have, uh, there's some episodes in the past where I had a, you know, a small amount of issues, but you know, growing pains, just getting started. So always improving the quality. Um, and we got a big list of, or a long list of guests that we're going to have on, um, you know, pretty much we're scheduled all the way up through May. And, uh, if I can just remember off the top of my head who we got, um, or I think I can just pull up the list. Yeah. Um, and I actually just heard back from Outdoor Limits, which a lot of people have been requesting him, and I don't have anything nailed down, but we are talking to Josh to Outdoor Limits for that 
um, May 20, it was May 29th date. Yeah, May 29th. But hopefully we can have him in the list because I know that that people have been asked, ever since I've been doing live streams, people have been asking me to do some kind of collab with um, Kansas Fisherman at first, now Outdoor Limits, and we've never, ever done anything together. So hopefully we'll get that pulled off as well. I'm hoping that he agrees. I, th- I think he probably will. I think he probably will. Yeah, and we got uh, we got Doctor Duck tonight. Um, we got High Prairie Outdoors, another YouTuber um, from Nebraska, on next week, and then we got uh, the following week Barton Ramsey from Southern Oak Kennels and the um, Cornerstone Gun Dog Academy. Uh, the week after that, we got Northern Flights, um, the host of Northern Flights, John Lewis, and then um, we're gonna do a couple where we just uh, kind of uh, spitball, you know, maybe go over some tips and. Um, strategies and and stuff like that then we'll go back to the guests and that'll kind of be our, our our schedule you know rotating between the two and we got 60 day tv then we got foul t the foul life tv um then going back um to you know a couple more episodes where we uh just spitball again and go over tips and strategies and then uh possibly outdoor limits um having josh on and uh and then on a weekend somewhere in there we're going to be able to get uh quack addicts so we got a big lineup, um, big plans. Gonna, you know, yeah, put out some good content over the off season for you guys. Yeah, and if you don't get to them all, I mean, we're doing enough that we're doing four a month that you should, you know, you can pretty much still get in there with all the waterfowl content and even throughout the season. And and we we're gonna so we're gonna be asking lots of different guests. That's kind of the goal that Jordan came up with, and I really like it. Um, so we have a whole list of people we want to try to invite. I would really like to get on here um fouled reality have you tried to contact them at all um no they're on my list that i need to contact uh yeah definitely i agree with you on that one we should get them on here um definitely one of the best kind of like well-produced tv shows on youtube if not probably the best produced tv show on youtube it's it's so hard to figure out like when they're posting stuff what they're doing i because i know they actually make videos for um who is it is it Realtree? I, I wish there was a more centralized location. I could really consume their content a little bit more because I yeah. can't figure out when they're posting, when they're not. Um, I, but everything they do is great. I, they, they, they do quite a, they do some public stuff too. I just, when I see like more of those high profile guys doing public land stuff, that's what I'm most interested in. That's what I'm most interested in. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. Cause I yeah. know they did one south about uh, two hours south of me that I love where it was all iced up and they got into this spot. I know where the spot is. I've never, this area is, I've never hunted it. And they were open up ice with their, the um, long tail shaft. And it's a great video. Those guys seem really, really down to earth. Yeah. Yeah. So if you just hopping on here, we're waiting for Dr. Duck. Um, we knew he was going to be a little bit late due to some baseball obligations i guess he's what he's huge into coaching baseball right uh yeah i believe it's a high school team but uh yeah um i was talking to him on saturday helping him get set up on the software so we could uh you know go into the podcast without any glitches but yeah he hosts uh or not hosts he coaches a high school team and apparently they're doing pretty good this year so great yeah so did you play baseball or any athletics at all um I played golf, the most athletic sport there is. Are you good at golf? 
Um, I went to, when I was a senior, I qualified for state, um, with my team, but, uh, I, I haven't really, uh, picked up the sticks that often since then. So, um, it depends who you compare me to. Like the average Joe probably beat them, but the average high school player or a good high school player that they'd probably you can go beat out me. Not embarrass yourself. Yeah. 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 I cannot go out and not. <laughs> uh, how about you any I athletics i went out golfing one time like in the last three years and i took dan out and mm. i'm terrible it's like if i can shoot if i if i on nine holes if i can shoot into the 40s i feel really happy like if i'm at a 49 even if i'm like at mid 50s at this point in my life i'm like okay not bad not bad <laughs> i took dan and nevin and i went out and oh my gosh i wish that i had taken my camera i have never seen a more poor display of golfing than what dan <laughs> It was wow. so bad. It came down to the last hole, and he and Nevin – I mean, my son Nevin's literally only golfed twice in his life, and he's 13. And him <laughs> and Dan were in – and you know how hard golf is. I mean, it's hard sport. Yeah, yeah. And so Nevin and Dan were in this, like, heated competition. I actually shot really well. I shot, like, a 46 on nine, which for me is – most. no, keep in mind, most of these holes were par three. But still, for me, that's really good because I suck. But Nevin and Dan come to the last hole, and they're tied. And there's a big lake that you have to hit across. Well, both of them know that there is no way that they are going to hit it across this lake, right? So they decide they're going to hit it around the lake and, like, on the, the bridge, like, the, <laughs> the you know, if you drive your cart around. Yep, and, yep. And that was right up against this highway. And so Dan hits the best shot of the entire day, except he's, he, what would it be? Sliced it, hooked it, hooked it. He hooked it onto this freeway, and I just saw it disappear onto the freeway. I don't know if he hit anyone or not, but I think it ended up Dan got a like a 16 on the hole, and De- Nevin got a 17, and Dan beat Oh, him. wow. <laughs> <laughs> it was high drama, let me tell oh, you. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> it was so funny, though. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah, that's a that's the problem with playing. I played a lot of golf when I was younger. Playing high school golf, like it's ruined me. It's like I don't shoot in the 30s. Like it, I'm just upset. So I don't shoot in the 30s anymore. So I just can't even play. Oh man, it's so expensive. Oh my gosh. Yeah. A rich man sport. Oh my lord. Yeah, it costs probably about shooting a a box of a heavy shot, right? more than that i mean around here you go to like a decent course that's like oh this is a pretty good course you're talking 75 bucks oh yeah oh wow yeah um we got i guess we might have more courses around here because it's not that expensive um but i walk too i don't know if you take a cart i'll walk and uh usually just play yeah we, I, mean, I don't really take the cart but i mean i don't hardly I, I maybe go like once every five years the, the really crappy terrible courses around here are like with cart, you're going to talk about 26, 27 bucks. Mm, gotcha. We should probably back, get back to where I found. So have you heard from him at all? Or are we, uh, still hanging on, wait for a response. Uh, that's fine. So anyway, yep. if you guys have any questions or anything, um, I have personally decided to not post waterfowl videos for a while because the ones that I've been posting have done so poorly that I feel like that it's not worth my, I feel like that they're, I'm wasting good ideas on a time where no one's watching them. So I'm not going to be posting any waterfowl videos for a while. I know Jordan's still cranking them out over there at Duck Gun Chronicles. So make sure you go over there and check his stuff out. 
Thanks. Yeah, I'll probably still try to do just once a week. Um, I won't try to do anything like crazy, but you know, once a week, just kind of keep it going. Uh, keep myself in, in the mindset of posting. Uh, what's yeah. up, B Man Outdoors? <laughs> um, think I'm getting a message from him. Now hang on here, guys. We get we get uh, Doctor Duck in here. Okay. Uh, he's just telling me he's still on the way, but he's not here yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. Yep. Yep. So yeah. Um, That's what they used to say. So uh, you used to you used to pitch baseball. Yeah. High school. I played at a small college. Nice. Small college. It was fun. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, baseball was my passion before hunting, so uh, I really didn't get hardcore into hunting until I got out really got my mind out of baseball because with baseball it was pretty much fall not hard not winter but fall spring summer um and I mean it in practice would start February so I would have a small window there where I would do some hunting but my that's where my that was kind of my identity and um where my passion was was baseball up until oh 93 94 about my I didn't play my senior year of college and that that's when I really dove in really dove into waterfowl hunting as like my passion, you know. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh well we got like 20 people in here guys. Uh make sure to hit that like button. We're at 5 right now. 20 people. Math doesn't add up. You know, when when I first thought I first heard that likes did nothing to actually um, boost the algorithm on YouTube. And then recently I heard uh, actually employee at YouTube say that it, it is one of the measures that kind of um, does boost your video a little bit. But I always, I, I was under the impression that it did nothing. Whoever said that was uninformed. It does a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Boost the algorithm. Yeah. I don't think it does very much. Chant says, uh, what do you think the white-winged mallard was hybridized? That's a great word. I don't know if it's a real word, but I like it. Hybridized <laughs> with, or do you think it's just a Paul Bay mallard? I think that it was a um, mix with a farm duck. Right yeah, I agree. I got to looking at, um, I got to looking it up online, and I saw one that, that they said was a mix with the farm duck that looked very 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 similar so i guess the better question is is that a local duck that's just you know cruising the area or is that an offspring that actually got into the migration that that's i i i, I hope it's just a local duck if it's a local duck we could see it next year because i'd like to take it if it's actually got in the migration then it's probably dead <laughs> so what do you think um, it's hard to say. Um, it probably was in the migration. Um, but I guess I'm not sure if migrating ducks come back to the same spot every year or not. So I remember now, both times we saw it, it was by itself too. That's another hmm. other piece of information to add into it. Um, the first time we saw it, and I want everyone, everyone here, I want, I want to vote. Can you put up votes? You, I saw you do that. Oh, I did. Uh, yeah, I did. Um, what's it called? Well, anyway, yeah, I can, don't have to, but I'm curious. He, here's the situation that I didn't fully explain on the video that happened, and I really, really want everyone's opinion and be totally honest. So we saw Moby, the white-winged duck, 
Um, Aiden and I had already shot our limit and Fumbles was there and it was during the time where he was yet to be cleared to hunt because he had the face uh, put in. Now this duck came and it landed right in our decoys. And it sat there for probably 20, 25 seconds. And so this whisper conversation breaks out of, do we kill this duck? Because we were both at our limits. But Fumbles, you know, I mean, he's has a license, all that stuff. So technically, if we would have killed that duck, it would have been illegal. No one would have known, and we just would have said it was, you know, my dad's limit. And that, and and going back on, I guess hybrids aren't even counted towards your regular limit. Yeah, that's what I've always heard too. That hybrids don't count. So even though it's a, a mallard hybrid, and I asked this in a forum before, um, you know, if it's a hybrid does it count towards like let's say it's a pintail mallard hybrid does it count towards your pintail limit or your mallard limit and the answer that i got was that it just it just counts towards your duck limit so yeah. you could still shoot four mallards one pintail and have your one hybrid yes so so we should have killed it absolutely we should have killed it but the question is i want you guys to answer on is that our dilemma in our minds was do we make a slight little illegal kill put it under Fumblemit's limit, no one ever knows, and now we've got this probably once in a lifetime duck, or do we not, uh, which is what we chose. We, we ultimately just sat there, it's like, at one point in time I had, I had my gun, I was like, oh, are we gonna kill it? What are we gonna do, what are we gonna do, what are we gonna do? We decided not to kill it, um, but I mean, nobody ever would have found out had we killed that thing and just put it toward Fumble's limit. Um, but I'm actually, in hindsight, I'm glad that we didn't, because number one, I think you always wanna take the ethical route. If you're worried, like, because that's technically is te we thought it was technically illegal. Um, not number two, I if if we would have killed it, it we wouldn't have <laughs> wouldn't not have aired it because <laughs> I mean it would have been obvious that we made. I probably wouldn't have aired the fact that we decided to do something illegal. And I love uh, the whole Moby theme that came out from that. How we saw him another time, and so I'm glad we didn't. But I want to know if would you guys have killed it and put it towards your buddy's limit or would you know I, I want to see that can you uh make me a, ma uh, a mallard uh, can you make me a mod so i can uh or an admin whatever it's called so i can post the link mm, can i that's a good question <laughs> <laughs> i can i know that it's possible i don't know that i remember how to do it right now so, gotcha i got the straw pool made <laughs> okay let, let me think about how that I, I find I can always find that where I add admins but I think you I uh never remember where it is it, what if I like uh put put in a message and there's the three dots next to my name so right I just put yeah but you'll have to click on the three dots to the far right oh wow you have officially made me look like a fool in front of everyone here <laughs> <laughs> I was just a lucky guess. <laughs> How about you just click on those dots right there? <laughs> you know those three dots? <laughs> All right, guys, there's the straw pool in the comments. Just go ahead and click on that, um, and we'll show the results here in a little bit. Yeah, so click that and tell me what tell me what you guys would have done. Um, fingers crossed we'll still, still, still see Moby. So the second time we saw Moby, I had shot my limit, and fumbles came in because it was a little cold so he rolled in and moby gave us a look gave us a pass but did not come within shooting range but we saw where he went down um out in the marsh 
So that's where um, the conversation about Moby came on and and all that. So. Hey, yeah, yeah. I felt bad for you when you when you guys didn't shoot it and it was a hybrid. <laughs> yeah, that's the worst part of it is that we didn't shoot it and it was legal to do so. It yeah. sat there in the decoys just in sluice range for mm. 20, 30 seconds. So the real question is, would you would you have mounted it or uh, just you know ate it for dinner? I think if you I think you have to mount that dub. Yeah, yeah. I am not into mounting birds anymore. I went through a time where I really wanted to mount birds and I've got a goose mounted. At one point in time, the ring neck duck was my absolute favorite. And I had one of those mounted. I've got a prairie chicken mounted. Um, and I think, oh, and I've got a big six pound bass I caught in Nebraska mounted. Um, you know, you know this would probably look pretty good right behind you right now. <laughs> oh, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. Where, you, where you got them at? Yeah. It was just so expensive. Yeah. I mean, I've got so many to do lists. It would probably be in a freezer, in someone's freezer right now. Yeah. Waiting to be mounted. Like I shot a beautiful canvas back that I had a free in a freezer waiting to be mounted that I never ended up getting mounted. Mm. I shot two or three canvas back. Or no, three canvas backs in my life. We just don't hardly ever I go years and years without even seeing one. Gotcha. Yeah, um, I've, I think I've seen one, and that's it. And I'm not even I'm not even positive that I saw it. I was on a hunt by myself. I mean, it could have. It's hard to tell if it's a canvas back or a redhead. Um, and I had a bird fly right over my shoulder, and uh, instead of reaching for my gun um, and taking the shot, I reached for my call and called and tried to you know get a better shot on him. Um, but you know he just kept going. He didn't even turn at all. So I probably should have just grabbed my gun and would have had, you know, a 20 yard shot. He was going fast, but I would have had a chance at him. Yeah. I always go for the call in that situation. Yeah. It just, it just feels bad in hindsight when you're like, well, if I would have shot, you know, I mean, in three shots, there's just no way that you don't take him down. But I'd been, I'd been having such good success decoying in birds recently that my first instinct was just to call and get them to decoy. But I, I don't, I don't know if uh, canvas backs or redheads decoy in as well as mallards or not. I don't know. I know redheads don't, I don't know about, I imagine they probably don't because every diver I have experience with, um, <laughs> every diver that I have experience with doesn't listen to the calls much. Mm -hmm. I have had some luck with uh, golden eye responding to actual decoys and I think that other, I think they will respond some to decoys, but I, they don't ever respond to calls from what I've seen. Hmm. So yeah, do you, do you have a uh, mini divers come during the regular season? And like my experience, it seems that, uh, as soon as duck season's over and it's late goose season in like, uh, January, maybe like mid January, I, I see a bunch of divers that I wasn't seeing like in the same spots I duck hunt and all I see is mallards all year and then late season comes in for geese and now we got all these divers that weren't there before so I don't know what, if that's just like divers are you seeing? Uh, I mean just everything you know from uh, you know Buffy Buffy's uh, you know uh, hooded mergansers uh, um, the common merganser uh, golden eye just you know across the board uh, a lot of divers and redheads and ringnecks and scop during that time no, we don't see much of those at all in my area. Yeah, so we get in through October, we get a push of redheads and some ringnecks. And that's about, anymore, that's about the main divers we see are redheads and ringnecks. And they kind of push through October and November. 
and then we hardly see any divers at all until now technically mergansers aren't divers they're just mergansers they're not divers no they're mergansers which is not they're not actually a duck what about a hooded a hooded merganser no it's not and people call them divers but they're not they're just mergansers okay yeah but that's a common mistake and that's typically like i'm people that i hunt call them divers but they're not um so when we when it gets really cold then we get the hooded mergansers the common mergansers and the golden eye um but we don't get um that's that's kind of the split look i think golden eye and mergansers must uh winter or summer clear up north is my assumption hmm. i wish that we, i would love to i mean if we had a lot of redheads and like i haven't shot a scop or seen scop forever but if we had scop redhead and golden eye i would target them on big lakes if i thought that i could hmm. do the the scops have uh like a pintail or no or like a, a what am i thinking that has one of those as far as a diver uh, no just a duck in general i mean it's not Widgeon. a pintail a what widgeon oh, okay they've got a little tiny if you look on what video was it the video that dan gets lost in broad daylight um where i shoot the i shoot the decoy by mistake we shoot a really beautiful widgeon in that one that has a little tiny pin we don't hardly ever get widgeon that are plumed out enough to actually have those little tiny pins, but a fully plumed out widgeon to me is about the most beautiful exotic looking duck that we have. Hmm. Hmm. But that, I think that's what you think. Gotcha. But in a given year, I probably like I shot two or three uh, ring neck this year. Golden shot a couple redhead, and that's really about it. I wish we got more of them. Hmm. See, in uh, my area, the only things I shot were mallards, wood ducks, um, some merganser hooded and common mergansers, and then blue and green winged teal. But I think that's it. I'm trying to think. I don't think I shot anything else. Yeah. What's the list again? Uh, merganser, yeah, hooded mergansers and common mergansers, wood ducks, mallards, green and blue winged teal. No shovelers? Uh, we shot one hinge shoveler, but I don't think it was me. Gadwall and Widgeon, none of those either. None of those. Nope. I don't, I never even saw one. <laughs> we have. There are some years. Um, like I had a year where I shot fifteen. In fact, the same play, the same hole that we pounded the mallards in this year. I had a year where I did every bit as well in that hole, except it was shovelers, gadwalls, basically shovelers, shovelers and gadwalls. Um, hmm. So some years we get a buff. I shot 15 shovelers that year, which is about the record for between my dad and I. But some years we see quite a few gadwalls and um, and shovelers, and then some we don't. This year we saw more gadwalls than we had. Now Widgeon, we go some years we don't hardly see them at all. But there was quite a, there was way this year we had way more pintail, Widgeon, and gadwall than than we had the previous several years. But we've been in an extremely strange weather cycle because we had a massive drought about four or five, about five years ago, we had a massive drought. And then four years ago was a little bit of a drought. And then when we started FDH season one and two, we had come out of the drought, but then we had just such warm winters. We're not like Michigan, Wisconsin, none of those places were freezing up at all. So nothing was pushed down. This is the first season 
in five years it's been a normal wet that's been a normal water amount and normal um weather normal temperatures the first mm-hmm. one in five years hmm. i'm pretty sure it was uh colder than normal for us earlier this year because uh i'm trying to think um i think it was almost the beginning of november we had our first complete freeze over like uh i was out on a hunt and uh you know i went out in my canoe and um i had to break ice with my canoe to get back to the boat launch and that was early november yeah yeah there there are some time now i'm wondering i don't know what your temperature is like compared to ours in indiana um jordan hunts out of indiana i hunt out of kansas and if you're just popping in this is the duck gun podcast uh jordan's from duck gun chronicles if you haven't seen his channel make sure you go over there and subscribe because this podcast here is going to be one week here at Freelance, one week over at Duck on Chronicles. You can see them or you can hear them on iTunes. This is episode number 10. So if you want to hear what we've done in the first 10 episodes, a lot of which have just been only Jordan, um, check it out on iTunes or Google Play. Um, but anyway, I, I don't know the, what the different temperatures are like. You guys are more north than us, so I would assume, but not much, not not a great deal more north. Um. Yeah, I guess uh, I'm like at the very northern part of the state, and at the coldest this year um, during duck season was I think the last week of December, and uh, I mean it was negative temperatures, and we got um, we got with wind chills. The coldest time I think I went on was negative 18 degrees, and that was wow. cold. That's wind chill or regular temperature? No, that that's with the wind chill. Okay. So it was I think it was negative like three, negative five. Um, but the wind chill negative eight, we had like th- three days where it went, you know, pretty similar to that. Yeah. Yeah. My dad mentioned we had a lot more mallards in the area in November this year than normal. I mean, we, if we're going to shoot a lot of mallards, it's typically December and January, but this year, the bulk of the mallards we shot were in November mm-hmm. and I'm still trying to figure out whether we had just a little tiny section that was fantastic. Because we've talked about it before, when we were panning those mallards in November, I think I shot, I shot four limits within seven days, um, and is that intro? Oh, I see what that is. Some subscribers. I'm sorry, I got confused by something. I saw. <laughs> but we we shot like four mallard limits in seven days, and in November of mallards in November, that just never happens. But at the same time, there was lots of other people complaining about no ducks around. So I'm trying to figure out whether we just got this huge push of mallards that swept through or whether we just found a little area where they were just completely pocketed and they didn't want to leave it. Because the place we were hunting gets very little pressure compared to the other marshes around there. So Hmm. I'm not sure, but I hope it happens again. Yeah, maybe if this is the consistent weather weather pattern that uh, you'll have, you know, the same kind of mallards, you know, every season in that time frame. I hope so. I'm nervous about the fact that I'm posting the videos of that place. When, when Aiden and I had our first really good hunt, and the, the hunt's called This Is Our Chapel, and I actually posted that on Patreon at first because I told him I'm not I, – I said to him I am not going to post videos from this spot because that spot is very, very sacred to me um, it, it, for, for multiple reasons. It's kind of – the first place I ever found where I was successful duck hunting away from my dad. I mean, um, before it was always, he was kind of engineering everything and these were our local spots. And this was kind of the area that I went went off on my own because I went to college. And it was kind of like my first 
place that I found that was mine where I was kind of like, okay, I, I can find places on my own. I can scout, you know, that type of thing. And it's also, I hunted so much there just on solo hunts um, during a time where I was kind of redeeming my life. That, that, that place is extremely special to me. And if you go a mile in any direction, you have hunters everywhere. And for some reason, that little spot, it's hard. It's it's not hard to get to, but there's a little secret trail that goes in there. You can't drive into it. And most of those hunts, there was no one else on the entire pool. And this is not a small pool. So I was determined I was not going to post videos from there after the first hunt. But I mean, there was like limit after limit after limit. I'm like debating and debating and debating <laughs> and talking to my dad. And finally, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to, I'm going to roll the dice and I'm going to do it. But if all of a sudden in the next few years, that place is seeing three or four groups every time I go out. I don't know. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're making content, so you don't want to, you know, have hunts where you're not not able to, you know, display that and your content. Yeah, yeah, I, I have been the subject of a lot of conversation on the local forums, and um, a lot of people. Well, I wouldn't say a lot of people. I'd say I've got more support than I have negative. But there's a group of people in Kansas that are very much negative towards what I'm doing and outdoor limits are doing. And for some reason it was, it's like some of the top, the, some of the top waterfowl channels are out of Kansas. I'm not sure why that's happening, but you a Bobby guy films, outdoor limits myself. And so there's a lot of talk, a lot of interesting conversation on um, duck hunting chat and refuge forums about posting these videos from public land and what people think it's going to do. And, and there's some real demonstrative people who are extremely negative towards what we're doing. Um, and if you guys, it's really, honestly, it's really interesting reading. If you go to duckhuntingchat.com or refugeforums.com and you go to the Kansas State Forums and just look through, most of these conversations happened, I think, November, December. There's one thread that people are just shredding Bobby Guy. And then there's another one that's more about freelance duck hunting. And it's just doom and gloom to what we're doing basically so you guys all get your own uh, specific forums <laughs> well the- i don't know it's kind of how it worked out because there's one there like i said there's one thread that people just start railing on bobby guy and i talked to him off air and i was kind of like don't worry about it i mean you know any kind of publicity is good publicity um and then there's another one where they're more talking about me on there and it's it's really interesting reading though and so i kind of like I'm nervous. I am nervous. If all of a sudden this place where we shot all these miles this year becomes flooded, and by flooded with people, I just mean two or three other groups on a hunt. It doesn't have to be flooded with people because we've had that place pretty much all to ourselves. I mean, yeah. there's been a couple times where there's one, it's, it's like a mile long. And if you got one other guy on there, it's nothing. So if it's crowded, if it's crowded on there is three groups and it's a mile long. Oh, wow. If all of a sudden that disappears, I may have a lot of regret. So it's like at some point I decided that I was just going to go all in with what I was doing. And yeah. posting from that place that many times was kind of the signal that, Hey, I'm going all in and I'm gonna let the chips follow where they may. And I certainly hope that I don't regret it. Yeah. yeah. Cause that place is special to my heart. I'll tell you. Hmm. Yeah. Lucky for me. Uh, I think I'm the only YouTuber from Indiana. <laughs> 
So you don't uh, think of duck hunting with Indiana. What was that? You don't really think of duck hunting when you think of Indiana. No, I don't even know what you think of when you think of Indiana, but it's not not duck Usually, hunting. I think of basketball. Yeah, hunting. that's true. Yeah, good old Bobby Knight, like we were talking about the other day. <laughs> yeah, good old Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well. Oh, dude, this is gonna be a long stream. <laughs> not showing. Yep. Um, yeah. It's the second time. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a limit to me where you shut where we shut it. Just out of principle, honestly. Yeah. So uh, I guess we got some questions about turkey hunting. If uh, we want to switch gears here a little bit. Um, right. Yeah, I got plans to turkey hunt. Um, you know, I shot my first turkey last year, shot it with a bow and, uh, yeah, got plans to do it again. Uh, went with my buddy, used a lot of his gear. So I got my own decoys this year. I got my own call. Um, you guys don't want to hear me call yet. Hopefully I can figure that out before season. I got one of like the diaphragm mouth calls, um, watching YouTube videos, trying to figure that out. And, uh, but yeah, hopefully I can do it. I got some, you know, big plans for that. Hopefully it all turns out well. You got plans for uh, turkey season freelance? I do. At one point in time, I I, I called myself the world's worst turkey. Maker. That was what <laughs> I was. Doing that well, it sounds like we can have a competition then for uh, that title. <laughs> My mom wants me to tell the turkey. I've got lots of turkey stories. Let me tell you. I've got. I would say I've got four or five high quality turkey stories. That so let me just tell. Let me just tell them the story my mom wants to tell. It involves okay. Let me preface this with, we try to be extremely ethical of what we do at this point in our careers. And we don't go into places where we don't have permission, but there was a time in which we weren't always quite as ethical as what we do. So I was in college and I had one weekend to shoot a turkey. And I, I was in college, my college was about three hours away from my hometown. And um, so I went home and I went out with my dad and I got one weekend to get it. And so we're driving around in my dad's vehicle and we see all these turkeys right by this old pasture road. It wasn't actually like a county road. It was like a farmer's road, basically. Well, my dad had already asked for permission on this place. I can't believe I'm telling the story. We don't do anything like this anymore. <laughs> this was back, I was like 19 at the time. Now, why my dad chose to do this, you guys can take that up with me. My excuse is I was 19. Well, my dad had already been chewed out by this farmer for going down there and and looking and scouting for birds and everything and the farmer got really really aggressive with my dad about it i don't think my dad was actually um like on the land potion he was like drove down this road and was like looking at birds and um and this farmer came and just chewed him out went off on him so we were driving around and we looked down that this little old farm road and we see a, a whole flock of, of, of turkeys there and so, you know, I'm 19. I'm always trying to tell my dad, I'm like, come on, let's do it. Let's go. Let's, we can do it. I'm, so my idea is, my idea is we're going to roll up in, in the, in the, the truck. He had like an Isuzu trooper. I was going to jump out, wield in my shotgun <laughs> and just start blazing away. That was the master plan here. So my dad goes flying down this road, hits on the brakes. I jump out, all these turkeys start flushing and I drop one. And I'm and I'm running after it to get it. I trip over some corn and fall down head first. And so my dad comes around the other side. He runs out and gets this thing. 
both of us are scared because this farmer's already completely gone off on my dad about being down here. So we run back to the Suzu Trooper. My dad opens, opens up the back of the truck and throws this turkey in there, and we jump back in. Now, my mom was actually with us on the <laughs> She used to go on some of turkey hunts and dove hunts. Was Actually, she used to, used to dove hunt. She was a pretty good shot. So my mom's in the back, in the middle section of the Suzu Trooper. My dad and I are in the front two places, and the turkey's in the far back section of this like SUV. And so we're like, my dad's like, come on, come on, let's get in here. Let's go, let's go, let's go. So we jump in this thing and my dad like just slams the gas and we're just hauling out of there to make sure that this farmer didn't just go off. And all of a sudden we get about a mile down and my dad's still like flying. And my mom's like, Carl, Carl, I think this turkey's alive. She's like, I think this turkey's alive. <laughs> and my dad's not slowing down because he's already been chewed out by this guy. So he's just hauling down the road. Next thing you know, this turkey comes full on to life and it's trying to fly inside of the the trooper it's like hitting the top it's like going up and down it's going nuts so my my mom was like right back by this thing it was like right behind her she literally dives out of the back seat her head goes <laughs> on the floorboard in between my legs <laughs> my dad then slammed on the brakes he and he got around the back and he reached in there i think i looked i was looking through the side view mirror and he was just fighting this turkey on the side of the road he had it by his neck and he finally got its nap his neck snapped but his arms were all cut up and bleeding oh. and everything <laughs> and it was only an eight pound turkey had that been like a 15 pound turkey i think he probably would have lost oh, so, wow. oh wow that's one of the big turkey stories that's the one my mom wanted to tell that that's probably the best turkey story i've got lots of others but nice 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 um, we're getting a little echo now. I don't hear it. Is it from me or you? I believe it's from you. Oh, it's gone now. It's gone now. Okay. It seems like with that system you got, that pops in now. I, I think, think it's... we should close. I think we should close it at a seven. Okay. I mean, I mean, do you think that'd be acceptable? Uh, sure. That's an all an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Have you heard anything else at all? Uh, no for a little bit so yeah we'll just we'll just close it to seven yeah sorry guys uh we tried to get him in here but uh i don't know exactly what happened but uh, it didn't happen i'm willing to do what you i mean i'm willing to do what you want to do um 10 minutes in an hour are two different things yeah yeah um let's yeah let's just give him like 10 10 minutes from now if he shows okay. up we'll go with the interview if not um yeah we won't so we can keep uh, talking turkey hunt. It's a it's a good it's a good topic. Yeah, I actually got uh, one other thing I want to talk about too. Um, but uh, so, anyways, we made a uh, Facebook uh, group for the podcast guys, and um, so the that group is actually listed in the uh, the description down below. But um, we're just going to use it to continue the conversation afterwards. And, uh, you know, so we can still communicate with you guys, uh, do stuff with the podcast. So uh, one, one feature that we're going to, or one, um, segment that we're going to have on the podcast is, um, we're going to share community pictures from the week. So, um, you know, I got one, I'm going to show you guys here in a second, uh, from, uh, chance and, uh, yeah. So if you guys go on there, join the group and submit, submit your pictures, uh, we'll feature them, um, on our live stream podcast each week. And it's called Duck Fellowship of the Duck Gun, right? Yeah, Fellowship of the Duck Guns. 
And uh, yeah, it's listed in the the description down below. It's a private group. We're gonna keep the haters out, but we want you know the guys that um, you know are passionate about waterfowl and you know um, are gonna keep it clean and keep it cool uh, in our community. Yeah, so that's kind of our, I think our we've never actually talked about our goals with Duck Gun Podcast, Jordan. I think that's a conversation we probably have. But here's kind of what I assume our goals are, and you can um, comment and tell me what you think. I, we're trying to build a, a community here that listens to the podcast, comes to the live streams, and very much interact on Facebook. So we're just trying to build as big a community as we can. We're going to be very heavily invested and interactive with it. And hopefully we can have just a little side group of guys that are interested in the same type of thing. And we can share pictures, talk, chat, and I don't know, those kind of things, right? Yep. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. So uh, <laughs> um, I'm going to go ahead and oops, the wrong button. Switch screens and uh, yeah. So here's the... Um, First addition uh, we got of it, and this is Chance. He's got a hybrid. It's a hybrid uh, pintail mallard. Pretty sweet. He shot it out of uh, um, South South Carolina. I don't know if you're if you're still in the chat here. Uh, Ash, can you let us know if that was South or North Carolina? I think it was North Carolina, but pretty sweet duck. Talking about hybrids, um, definitely on my list of ducks that I hope to shoot someday. Um, pintail mallard hybrid. That's cool. Yeah. That is so unique looking, isn't it? Because it almost has a pin and kind of a curl. Yeah, yeah. It's like half and half, <laughs> like a, a hybrid. <laughs> That's about the lifetime. Yeah, oh, he's yeah. Young. Man, he to be getting something like that at that age, that is, you're living a charmed life. <clears throat> yep, for sure. He's got to, he's got to uh, mount that. Yeah, I don't know if he did or not. I'll have to ask him again. But yeah, so guys, if you have if you have a Facebook account, get on over there and find Fellowship the Duck Gun and start posting, post some pictures. And every single Tuesday at six o'clock, we're going to be doing these. And so, is this a segment we're going to be doing where we show these? Yeah, yeah, we're going to add it in. Uh, you know, usually we have uh, we'll have a more kind of set standard. Um, you know, uh, outline of how the podcast is going to go with an interview and then we'll have segments in between. And this is one of the segments we're going to do weekly. So, um, you know, if we get a lot of submissions, I can't guarantee that we're going to use all of them, but you know, uh, we'll use, you know, the coolest and the best pictures. So, you know, put your best pictures from the season. Um, you know, and we, I mean, we've got a lot of ideas that we can use from the Facebook group, but you know, we're just trying to, you know, find a way to incorporate, incorporate, uh, the community of guys. We know we got a cool group of guys here in the chat, um and uh you know sharing your content as well cool yeah it's gonna be fun uh double s i saw that you said earlier back to the back to the turkeys uh the reason i'm not using a slate or a, a box call is um just with uh the bow hunting um i figured it'll be easier to be hands-free with the mouth call um since you need both hands on your bow kind of to drop back and you might need to call at the same time if you're solo hunting if you got you know somebody with you then yeah go ahead and do that but you know that was just my thought process and i'll just uh you know figure that out as well <laughs> i don't know what that even means 
Uh, I think it's she must be referring. I said guys. I don't know if oh. that's like a northern thing, but guys. When I say guys, I just mean people in general. Yeah. <laughs> Not like general neutral, gender neutral. Guys and gals. Z and Zer. Z's and Zer's. Any Z's and Zer's out there? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I can get that reference or not, but um, so Fumblemitz and I, um, water uh, turkey hunting with bows was our passion for about three years when I was in high school, and we I never killed one with a bow, so it's just <laughs> right now, but it was our passion for a while, and he killed several. I was using a compound bow with no sights, and he was using a recurve with no sights, so. In our defense, that makes it a, that's a game changer when you're not using sights. How many uh, turkeys did you wound without a sight, man? <laughs> Three. Three. <laughs> there was this one time, I was 16 or 17, and we're in this. Now in Kansas, you get um, at Western Kansas, there's hardly any trees except for right around the creeks and the rivers, and then you have hedgerows that they planted the trees after the dust bowl to kind of prevent that kind of thing. So we were around a river and the, the turkeys go out into the feed fields and then they'll come back into the trees. So they were out there at five yards. I might've been farther than that. Dad, correct me if I'm wrong. I think seven for my dad. You did not kill seven turkeys with a bow. Anyway, I don't know what that's <laughs> talking about, but I can promise you he did not kill seven turkeys with a bow. He must be talking about something else, either that or the lion. But so there was these turkeys you, out about 35 to 50 yards. You don't know and how I'm many. Convinced, I convinced him to allow me just to loft an arrow up into this flock, right? So I lofted <laughs> an arrow up in, in, into this flock and <laughs> I hit one like right in the butt. <clears throat> so the whole flock started running and there was one turkey in front of it. It was like running twice as fast as everything else <laughs> with this arrow hanging out of its ass. That's it went. <laughs> Never found that one. Nice. Never. But my dad did shoot a couple. Uh, his claim to fame shot was he came down into a creek bed and he saw a turkey stand there about 20 yards. He shoots at it, but his shot was totally off the mark ricocheted off some rocks in the creek bed and up through the turkey's neck wait <laughs> how's that happen <laughs> i don't know i was hitting birds smack on in the i would hear and nothing he was ricocheting it off the rocks through their necks and <laughs> trick shots he had another one he had another one with a bow that he that he caught an eye with the arrow and took the eye out and so the thing was so disorientated, it went up about 35 yards, came back down and landed, and it was just like, and then he did shoot it on the ground on the second one. But he couldn't, he went, and, and the only thing he could figure out was that he had barely caught the eye with the arrow on the mm. first one. Wow. But you're off. I mean, to hit the eye, how far? You're way off target. Yes, yes, a little off there. So uh, we got uh we got Chance back here again. He's saying um, that uh, he shot it in Waverly, Kansas. That's not too far from you, is it? Um, no, no, it's not. So you could have shot that. <laughs> yeah, Chance and I, I believe, correct me if I'm mistaken, Chance, I think we talked about that area. I used to hunt a bunch around Waverly in mm. college. Yeah, and he said he, he has it at the, the taxidermy, so that's good. Yeah, you, you'll probably have to wait you know, a year or two. From what I've heard with taxidermies, they're not uh, too timely on uh getting birds back to you and make sure that if you're going to do it that you get a good one because my dad had a golden eye done you have to use on the on the in the neck inserts on on taxidermy is really important because 
different ducks have different size necks, like a pintail neck versus very long compared to like a, a ring neck or something. But they used totally the wrong one on this golden eye that my dad had mounted because it looks like golden eye and then it's like neck is completely stretched. It is the worst mount ever. So if you're going to get a bird mounted, you need to you need to get a quality guy because they can really screw it up. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I've never had it done, so I can't speak speak on that. But yeah, definitely want to get one done, and I'll make sure to get a good one. <laughs> don't don't I, want any. I, spend, I think you should spend four to five hundred on a mount if you want to make sure and get. Oh wow! I mean, you can get it done for two fifty, three three fifty. But I mean, if you're going to to have this thing for the next twenty years, you want it to look good. Mm. So I would say, and I would definitely say, research the person, see their work at least. Don't just find some guy and send it. Yeah. Well, I think we might, uh, you know, that's, I think that was the last call for, uh, um, getting duck doctor on here. Uh, I think his baseball practice must've ran late, but, um, yep. (laughs) Something along those lines. So yeah, I enjoyed it though. I was, it's funny because like I was taking, I'm on spring break, so I'm taking a nap and I wake up like, Oh, I don't feel like it. Once we get rolling, I really enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, I enjoy talking about ducks anytime, you know, off-season. Keep, uh, you know, the duck depression off a little bit. For the first time, the duck depression hit me the other day. I don't know what I was doing, but <laughs> it hit me. I was like, oh, man. I, Aiden came over. Aiden went out snow goose hunting again and shot four, and he was doing something. He was over here, and I was helping him. I was helping him load a kayak he was borrowing on his car, and, man, it just, like, hit me in the face. I was like, oh, man. Yeah, I miss it. <laughs> yeah, I get like that. Um, I think like the first weekend that you can't duck hunt anymore. I'm like, well, it's Saturday. What am I doing? You know. <laughs> yeah. But, I am uh, enjoying the the extra time and the sleeping in. I slept until like ten the other day. And that never ever happens. Well, I mean, other than that day. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. But I kind of get when the season's rolling i just kind of get used to you know waking up at five o'clock um but you know it's hard to stay on that that same uh, time schedule off season for sure we get up uh, many many days on saturday though we get up in the twos and every now and then in the ones Mm. that's a whole different deal than getting up in the fours yeah yeah for sure it'll wreck your whole day your day if you get up if if we get up like at 215 which is a very common time for us to get up you're you don't have much left when you get back yeah uh i guess we can we can pull that uh um that straw pull i'll I'll go ahead and post that one more time guys go ahead and uh um vote on the straw pull one more time and uh we'll see what the results are (laughs) so we got we got seven votes guys there's what how many of us in here so go ahead and vote on that straw pull real quick and we'll guys get your input. If you guys don't remember the question, it's uh, would you guys uh, group shoot to um, shoot a hybrid? Um, you know, you got an extra bag limit in the group. And yeah, yes or no. Pretty simple. Yep. <laughs> Looks. Let's go ahead and pull that over here. 
I had a dream last night. I had to put Izzy to sleep. That killed me. I was cry. I was bawling in my dream. Oh wow. Yeah, that's not a good dream. Well, I, gave her the, I gave her the shot myself in my dream, and I know I've been. My wife and I talk. You should never tell about a dream because no one cares about your dreams. But <laughs> I gave her the shot myself, and then when I gave it, I realized that she still had a couple years left in her. And oh wow. I I just like left. I was like, I don't want to see this. I left, which <laughs> terrible. And somehow I was hoping that she would still not die from that initial shot, and I was bawling. It was it was terrible. Oh, I was terrible. Hmm. I've been petting her a lot today. There you go. Uh, Ash said that it. Uh, uh, Ash, you go by Chance or Ash? I don't. I don't know. But he said his uh, his bill on that is five eighty. Yeah, that is a, a steep price. But like like Elliot was saying, that's a once in a lifetime bird. So, yeah. you know, I definitely go with that. Yep. Speaking of likes, I saw Michael say, everybody hit that like button. Appreciate that. Guys, hit that like button. And uh, <laughs> I'm going to, you know, sell my dog out for treats. If we get to 20, I'm going to give this treat to Chief right here. Come here, buddy. <laughs> oh, man, what an incentive. <laughs> oh, sorry, Chief, you can't have it yet. This is all mad. Is this sitting all here mad? She's not getting a treat. Give me a treat to get Hey, give me a treat to give Izzy. Yeah, I got you one. Here you go. So Izzy's main food is called Scoopies. And then anything... Oh, yeah, I'll take that. And <laughs> Oh, I just said Scoopies and she forgot running. So that's her meals. So I've started this new thing. I'm, give me like a little piece of bread or something. Or just a, a handful of her food. And uh, at, at night, if I can't get her to come back and take her out, I'm snacky and she gets one peanut. Oh, wow. And, oh, man. She's so pumped about that one peanut. I've gotten so really lazy with my enforcement of calling her and making her come back. Cause well, my dad taught me and, and water dog book as well. It's like, don't ever call your dog. If you think there's a chance your dog's not going to actually respond and do what you say, come here, mm. because you're just, come get it. Come on, come on, come on, come here. She's so trained not to get it. Come here, come get it. Come on, come on up, come on. <laughs> there she there is. She is. Gotta come over here where people can see you. There she is. What's up? That dog. Oh my gosh, that's her whole life. Man, you you gave Izzy the treat before we got to twenty, man. Well, that, you said <laughs> it's for chance. That's not fair. The Chiefs got to wait, but Izzy doesn't. <laughs> well, a lot older. That's true. That's true. This well, is what I like use. A, I use. I use these dentist sticks because Chief's breath is terrible. So he doesn't get real treats, but he likes them just as well. Is breath okay, but her farts are terrible. Mm. So we got a dog question. Do you keep your dog outside during the during the off season and inside or opposite way around? Off season, inside during the off season, and outside during the season to condition them to the cold. Um, I know you're saying that you do that. Um, I, well, I kind of, I just theory. keep my, what was that? I said, in theory, I do that. What do you do? I'll, I'll give my thoughts on that. What do you do? Uh, for me, I just, I leave him outside in the evening all the time. Um, but he comes in, you know, to hang out with me when I'm like editing videos and stuff like that. Sits here in his dog blind and waits for treats. And you can see that coat on him. He's got a nice coat. Um, I don't have a fenced in backyard. It's actually fenced in except for this one little section it would only take, but it's it would only take me about 300 to do it. But it's on a little bit of an incline, so it would be tough. 
So I can't just let her outside. I do have a back porch that she sits in. So my idea, what I plan on doing every year is as the temperature starts dropping, then during the day when I'm at work, leaving her outside so that she's just spending almost from seven o'clock until four o'clock, she's outside every single day. But inevitably I don't do a good enough job with that. Her coat is insufficient. So mm. that's why I put like a 15 degree limit on her. I mean, with, with chance, if you're doing it right, there's no limit you need to put on a dog as far as cold. My, yeah, my dog my, went out um, when we had the negative 18 degree wind chill and um, he did fine. Well, I, he got the timber tail, but that was because we hunted multiple days in a row. All right. Sorry, guys. We didn't get to 20, but Chief's getting the treat anyway. <laughs> Here, you get two, buddy. Good boy. A good budget duck hunting gun, Mossberg 500. I used that gun for 20, 25 years, Baxley. Mossberg 500. I love it. Love that gun. You can just get it in like a pale, I had like a pale green, gray. I love that gun. Yeah. All right. Well, you got anything else you want to talk about tonight? Or yeah, well, you're good I'm to. Down. Yep. All right, guys. Thanks for hanging out with us. Don't forget, um, guys. Duck a fellowship of duck gun at Facebook, and get sign up for that now. And also, duck uh, duck gun chronicles. If you're not a subscriber over there, go hit that too. Yep, we'll be going live next week. And for anybody who wasn't here at the beginning, we'll just kind of go through the spill again. Um, we're doing the podcast weekly every Tuesday. 7 Eastern and uh, 6 Central and um, yeah we'll be switching channels back and forth we got guests lined up um, you know all the way through May we'll be doing podcasts just the two of us you know kind of hanging out with you guys um, if we know we're not going to have a guest we'll be more prepared with you know at least some kind of information um, you know some ticks, some tips and strategies you know something along those lines so yeah Thank you guys for joining us. Appreciate it. Yep. All right, guys. That's all we got. We'll see you guys next time. You've been listening to the Duck Gun Podcast. And as always, guys, thanks for hanging out. Thanks for supporting us on the podcast. Really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, while we're on that, it'll help us out a ton if you guys can leave us a review. It's right there on the iTunes app. You just scroll down there write a review or just push the five star or I mean whatever you want to rate us and uh, we really appreciate it so anyways guys we'll be back at it next week posting again Wednesday so be looking for that and uh, yeah if you guys want to get your live Q&A questions answered then go ahead and join us on YouTube you can find us at Duck Gun Chronicles um, for mine and for Elliot's freelance duck hunting so anyways guys Thanks for joining us again, and we'll see you guys next time. Let's go.